Conference College. I'm sorry I'm late. Uh, it might play into what, what the conversation we're talking about today. That's number one. Um, number two, I want to apologize. I'm, I'm a reactionary. It's uh, in Pels. So the Shmuz and Yeshiva were... Uh, yeshiva used to say either a Sicha Musoris or a Shir Das. And the sign would go up each week, the, the day of the Shmuz, which is Wednesdays. Um, whether she was going to say a Shmuz, she was going to say a Shir Das. Shir Das was a thought process of Machshav, etc. Something along with the Baron does Friday mornings with its own tells it there, etc. Or it'd be a Sichel Mosaurus. The Sichel Mosaurus was always about learning. Whatever the topic started out to be, the topic was about learning. Somewhere along the way, he mentioned something about learning, and that was the end of the, that was that, that was where the shmuz went. That was Rashiva. Um, the one point in time, the Rashiva decided he doesn't like sitting in the front of his Medrash. so he decided he's going to move to the back of his Medrash. So my mazel, so I sat in the back row. He moved his seat right behind me. He put his stender and his chair right behind me, and for six months he sat in the back of his Medrash for, for davening, right behind me. So it was, it was very uncomfortable. Uh, um, just, the Rashiva was like right there behind me. But one thing which was very geschmack was the Rashiva's postic was Mordechai. So it starts with the memory, ends with the Yud. So it was the postic. So then the Shonessa, he would say, So the Chazan knew when Shonessa was ending because that postic was never said quietly. Right. That was like, we knew which one actually was over. It was right, right behind me. I got to hear it like in, in my bones for six months, you know, every day. She would say it. It was like he was living that Pasek. It was such a galdic Pasek for Shiva. Um, I cannot never say Shemuzan about learning Torah. Because after a while, I want to hear about other topics. Ashir of Chaim, Zichel Rocha, Hishmuzan, usually about davening. So davening, I do talk about sometimes, etc. But so it's like either it's learning or davening. Those are the two choices. So that's a very standard yeshivish uh, type of shemuzin. So those of you who've been for a while already, you know that, that I am not standard yeshivish. <laughs> um, but welcome to yeshiva of Greater Washington, uh, Adamstown. Soon to be uh, elsewhere. Okay. So that's the second apology. Is that. I'm not talking about learning tonight. I actually planned to do it, but then I decided I want to talk about something else. So, best of me, next week I will talk about learning. Um, okay, that was the second apology. Uh, the third apology is this has been three weeks in a row that I'm talking about chesed. And Genuk Shayim with the chesed, you know, like, you know, like, you know. Yanko uh, Miller has a, has a, about Chonis, there's about, there's a major, major let's. So, Eric Pesach. One of the he's sitting in base medish learning Eretz Pesach. He's at home helping his wife. You know, Yankel, what do you do in base medish Eretz Pesach? He says, "My wife said, you know, Yankel, the best help you can do for me is to go to base medish somewhere. That's the best help." Oh, good. Half an hour later, he sees Yankel's leaving. He says, "Yankel, like you're leaving already." He says, "There's a limit to how much you can help your wife." <laughs> so there's a limit to how much you can talk about Hassan already. But okay, but okay. Rapam Zatzal used to talk about uh, the Indian of Shaduchim on Parshish Chayesora. He was talking about Shaduchim because 
That's what the Torah talks about the uh, Shaduchim. Uh, so I was thinking about should I do that or not. So the, for some of the Bachrim it's very relevant, you know, they're holding Shaduchim, etc. Some of the Bachrim, it's totally not relevant to Chlau, but it's really Kishmak to hear what they talk about here about Shaduchim. <laughs> so, you know, why? so most of the guys would be okay with it. Um, it says, I think almost everybody in the room hits, hits Shimon Esrei or at least close to Shimon Esrei. So, so, um, and the Nasi Project is, is out to get you. The Nasi Project wants you, um, as the signs say. So you might as well, might as well talk about it. You know, it's coming sooner or later, whether you like it or not. Um, so he would talk about what a person should be looking for in a shidduch, which is not, that's the message of the parasha, what, what, what Romina was looking for a shidduch in, in San Yitzchak, what was he looking for? Uh, when I start the conversation with young, I don't do it as often as I used to, but Baruch Hashem, there's people who've taken over who are uh, cap- uh, very capable. Uh, but in the good old days when I was unofficially mashkia because there was nobody else in Shiva to do it. Um, so, Talk to the book about dating, etc. So one of the questions that I would ask them is the following: a Person's going to be dating, so that there, there's a target. You're looking for something. If you know what your target is, like how how can you find it? So so well so one well, one answer you're going to give is well, something called Bashir. So we we'll go back to Bashir a little bit. We spoke about Shabbos morning about Bashir. So first of all, like this, um, Bashir is relevant in the Bidiyavids of the world. It worked out. Bashir didn't work out. Didn't work out. Bashir didn't work out. That's about as much as Bashir helps you. You're looking for your Bashir. Your Bashir might be a woman who's a shrew, who's toothless. I don't know. I don't know who your Bashir looks like. How are you supposed to know what your Bashir looks like? You're supposed to find them. So what, is it, what's, what does it mean looking for The Bashir gave you Seichel, and you're going to use your Seichel to figure out what, what, what's the most intelligent thing which makes sense. The answer is, the reality is, makes no sense. That's part of the Bashir. Uh, and the first uh, young woman that I went out with, uh, which I was engaged and then disengaged from, um, said, said a very intelligent point along the way. I don't remember exactly which way, exactly what point. But she said that she heard from one of her rebellion in seminary that a person uh, gets engaged and marries somebody because they, these people, this person has miles ABC. They're married about five years and they realize the person doesn't have mile A, nor mile B, nor mile C. But they have X, Y, and Z, and that's why you married them. So, which means the bottom line is we don't really know what we're looking for. Like, what do I know that really is important in a marriage and what's important in a wife and a mother that I should be the, ma- the major maven about what I need? But the Russian gives me certain things which I, I tend to be, feel are important to me. I look for them. The Russian uses them to help me find my Bashir. But I can, I'm going to use my Seichel as best as I can. That's the only clue that you have is your Seichel. There's a famous Chazanish. Chazanish says that you know, a lot of times the person goes to the and they, they have a feeling that this, is, that this is a person they want to get engaged to, etc. So where does it come from? It says it, it comes from the Basco. There's a Basco which says, Basplein the Ploini. You're hearing the Basco, the Chazanish says. That's what you're hearing. You're hearing the Basco. This person makes sense. But uh, some of you don't hear the Basco, right? That, so that being said, that we're going to try and draw a target. So I said there's four questions you have to ask. 
says, now, one of the biggest challenges of Shaduchim is when a Baruch is in Shaduchim, the main focus of what a young man is in Shaduchim is what he was looking for somebody who's good for him. So the primary focus of the act of Shaduchim is about me. I have needs and wants, and I'm trying to find somebody who's going to make me happy, my needs and wants. What happens is there's a, there's a warning label on dating. It says, warning, dating may lead to engagements and marriages. And you get married, and all of a sudden it's all about them. It's a 180. They didn't, they didn't warn me about this. Right? That it's not about getting, it's about giving. So, like, wow. So that's a challenge which we have, the shift in the thought process. What a person is looking for is a person that they feel will be a, a, a effective shutif in their life to accomplish what they want to accomplish in their life. It means that you have similar goals, you have similar aspirations, you have similar ideas about certain things. Now, the reality is we plan to do chinuch a certain way. When they, they might have kids and say that doesn't work. But that's the plan. At least you're, you're on the same page. You know, what will happen down the road when, they, when one partner realizes that that's not a good idea and one partner thinks it still, still thinks it is a good idea, you have to work it out. But a person has to be able to answer four questions. It's what do you think a husband is? What do you think a father is? What do you think a wife is? What do you think a mother is? What's your definition of a father? What's your definition of a husband? Well, what are you offering in regards to that? What would you like to look like? What would you, and, and are you there? Well, if, I think a husband is somebody who's always smiling and, and, and supportive of his wife, etc., etc., etc. And I'm a grumbly guy which never smiles at all. So, okay, we have, we have work to do. That's why we're saying the shmuz when you're not, before you, before you start dating. I would like to be a, create an atmosphere in my home of, 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 of feelings of safety and security. I have the person who, when people go against what I want, I tend to get tense. Okay, so I have to work on that. So what am I offering? Because if Shaduchim is only about what I'm getting, we're going to have a challenge. There's a nice other with Scheinberg. Um, that uh, I heard this from a Talmud. So I, I'm not sure he was who, who was a person who tended to say stories slight, with slight exaggeration. That's the way he used to say stories. Uh, we, were good, we got along very well together. We're good friends. Um, so I don't know whether Rashaimer said it exactly like this, or this is how the person saying over Rashaimer said it. Uh, uh, but a uh, young man came back after a date, and, and uh, so he asked him how to go, etc. You know, he's having and he's hawing. Means, having and hawing means that you want to say she's not pretty enough. But you're, not, you're embarrassed to say that to your Rosh Hashiva, right? That, that bothers you. So, uh, so Rosh copped is, you know, is this, is this, is this, you know yeah, yeah, I like this, like this, is, yeah, but she's not pretty enough. So he looked at him, he says, you don't look like Clark Gable either. So like, hey, Chetesi. Clark Gable was a very handsome actor from the 1950s. You know, like, you know, like what are you offering? Hey, Chetesi, you should get this, this woman that you think is supposed to be, uh, you know, so, so pretty. Like, hey, Chetesi, you're pretty plain. So you're going to get plain Jane. Plain Jane marries plain Ruben. You know, like, you know, like, like, you know, like it's the way it goes. Right? So that was, that was Scheinberg's way of, like, like, 
I want to talk about that in a second, but we'll go back to that. But right, what are you offering? Are you offering a good husband? Are you offering a good, a good father? If you're, if you're offering a good husband, a good father, you'll get, a, you'll get a good wife and a good mother. But what are you offering? What is that definition? What does it mean to you? Um, there's a maestro with the Shul Birnbaum. Shul Birnbaum was a tzaddik, tremendous tamachachim, licking and learning. You, if you learned in the mirror in, in New York, you asked the Shul to make a kedushin for your chasna, and it was in New York City, you knew your chasna was going to be. He never left Second Seder early. For any, for, that was it. it wasn't the game. So the was over at 7.30. He let, went to the chasna. It's, it's Brooklyn, right? So he'll get to the chasna like 9 o'clock. That's when the chasna started. If he's not a kedushin, the chasna started at 9 o'clock. The way it was. Like, mamish, ligging and learning, etc. Once he spoke to the Rokhim about, you know, about Shaduchim. And now he, he was a literature and he had like all the literatures, they had like some of his pronunciations were interesting. So here the whole thought out before you make any comments on it. He says, the Welt suchen a honey. So he says, suchen a honey. Like, what? Like, it's just, it's, it was totally out of character. Like, you know, like, you look for a honey, like, you know. He says, yeah, what's, yeah give me this a book. He says, what's it, what's it, what's it, the what's it, 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 Right? What is a person looking for in a shidduch? Separately, it could meet us, etc. Yes, you're looking for a woman who's going to create a home which is pleasant and happy. That's what you're looking for. The woman is going to have the attitude towards her husband. The woman's going to have the attitude to be able to create that for her children. It's going to be a happy home. A happy home is a happy, the husband is happy, the kids are happy, chidduch is possible, everything is possible. So certain women, they're not demanding. They want this way, think of this certain way, etc., etc. They, they, they just, whatever, they flow, they go with it. You know what your house is going to look like? Now, the next step of the, the problem is, here's the problem. People's mileage are their chesronis. Right? I remember when I was talking to a certain bakr, like, you know, what's he looking for? Shaduchim. He gave me this list of, like, you know, it's like, you take a, you take a bakr, a little kid, you put him in a candy store, and you give him 20 bucks. I want a little bit of this, a little bit of that, a little this, a little bit of that. You know, like, you know, this guy was like, I want this meter and that meter and this meter and that meter. Like, you know, I said, you know, there's nobody like that. Well, Robinson so-and-so is like that. Well, Robinson so-and-so is 60 years old. She wasn't like that when she was 20. People's mileage are the concerns. He said, the guy said, you know, I mean, he says he wants a very laid-back wife. Whatever happens, she's not going to stare her. She's not going to get overwhelmed. She can handle it. She's smiling, relaxed. And she's very on top of her, making the house clean and efficient. Da, 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 da. I said, buddy, one or the other. You have a very efficient woman who makes sure the house is very clean and works like clockwork, and she's going to be tense when it doesn't work like that. If a woman who's laid back, and the house is going to look like a woman who's laid back. It'll be a very comfortable place, but there's going to be stuff out of, the floor is going to look dirty. There's going to be things out of place. Which one's more important to you? Pick or choose. One or the other. So this idea, which we're going to get a little bit of everything. Now, when I talk to the women, I say, listen, you know, they, they want, you know, they want to marry, marry a Talmud Chochem. 
I have a better idea. Marry a person who's going to become a Talmud Chacham, and you'll help him and get a chalik in it. If he's a Talmud Chacham already, what, 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 what's your role? Right? It's marry somebody who you're going to help get there. Right? You'll, you'll work together. He's a work in progress. She's a work in progress. You, won't, you grow together. You're a work in progress. It's a beautiful thing. I had a Meister once. There was a couple got, got married, and it was interesting. He was a work in progress, and she was quite comfortable where she was. So when I got married, there was, it, worked, it worked very well. But as things moved on, it became a lot more of an issue because he was moving, and she was sort of like very comfortable. I am what I am. Um, I gave this was once for, to some chassanim, etc. And, and one of the guys in the, in the chassan group was like really into it. This was for a group of chassanim, like you know, growth. He gets married. He's married a week. He says, says to his wife, "Listen, I am who I am. I'm not changing. Tough luck. Take it or take it or leave it." What was that about? <laughs> and they're still married, with after a lot of therapy and counseling. Um, and uh, he's the same way still. I am what I am. Wonderful guy, but he's not changing. That's what marriage is. My wife and I did a, uh, I think I told you this, did a session on the, I told you this story, with the Dayton, Ohio. Yeah, Dayton, Ohio story. My wife and I did a seed program in Dayton, Ohio. So the rub over there was about Shuba, college education, brilliant speaker, brilliant writer. You, didn't, you, wouldn't, you looked at him as like this like plain, very plain, simple person, but he opened his mouth and it was gorgeous to listen to him. And he was, it was, the show was a, there was a small kahila there and there was a lot of care going on, et cetera. And we brought a seating program, we were doing the seat program. So he asked me along the way, like, you know, what do I do in yeshiva? Maybe we can craft some shirim. So I, I told him, I did, I did shalom bias about him for the chazan. So he says, can we, would you want something like that over here for, I said, yeah, 100%, I get there, there's a sign. And my heart went into my toes. Okay, there's this big sign. Love Jewish style. <laughs> that, was, that was the big line. A free willing discussion. <laughs> Everything you want to know about love, dating, and marriage by Rabbi, you know, renowned, what you know, marriage educator, Rabbi and Mrs. Reinhold. I looked at the sign and said, oh my gosh. <laughs> Where was this taking place? This is like a, a newly from couple having in their home, and they're inviting all their non from friends. And like, we're like, I'm telling you, my heart went to my toes. So my wife said, we, we need to get, think strategy over here, because this could go <laughs> south very quickly. So we decided that the best defense is a good offense. Don't let anybody else take control of this conversation. <laughs> we're di directing this conversation. So we got there, we gave everybody a card and a pencil. There's about 11, 12 people. Everybody got a card, and the card said, marriage is, fill in the blank. Okay, everybody, a few minutes, fill in the blank, what do you think marriage is? And we went around the room, everybody said what they think marriage is. And it's a very nice idea, et cetera. And then it was our turn. And my wife and I, as you saw, we, 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 we play off each other a little bit. So, um, so, Marriage is an opportunity of chesed. Human being was put in this world to be about the chesed, so I told the Shemus about chesed. You know, I don't want to disappoint you about chesed, right? It's about chesed, but what chesed is it? Um, it's very simple. You don't like it, don't do it to your wife. You don't, do you like being yelled at? No, don't yell at your wife. 
Do you like being ignored? No, don't ignore your wife. Do you like being taken care of? Yes, take care of your wife. One problem, her definition of yelling, being ignored, taking care of is totally different than yours. And you have no idea what it is. So I gave him a marshal. So he said, it's the, the opportunity to validate somebody's thought process is just as valuable as yours. That their definition is just as valuable. Listen, my definition of what, what is really the right definition. I'm being a nice guy, and, and I am humoring you the fact that you, you, know, you think that that's. So the husband and wife sit down to the table, and the husband's waiting for a very important letter, and he has to respond to it as soon as he gets it. Otherwise, it's going to be a major problem with et cetera, et cetera. So he's sitting by the table, he's flipping through the, the mail which came that day, and his wife and the wife is talking to him. So the wife says, You're ignoring me. Doesn't says, No, I'm not. And he repeats word for word what she just said the whole last five minutes. <laughs> the wife says, But you're ignoring me. The guy says, That's ridiculous. How can I ignore you if I repeated word for word every word you just said last five minutes? I have proven to you by logic, without a shadow of a doubt, that I was listening to you. What is she saying? She's saying, I want to feel that you're, that you're listening to me. Not that you're listening to me. I want to feel that you're listening to me. Because a woman's definition of listening, being listened to is that she feels it. Well, that's ridiculous. The main thing is I'm listening to you. I know everything you said. Like... I saw that, so, so here's the marshal, okay? You have a bucker on a, you have people on a, on a listening end of a, a phone call. If somebody calls them, they have to tell them some important information, and they're listening. Yeah? So a woman's listening on the phone call. She's listening to the phone call. And it goes like this. She's on the listening end, right? <gasps> Baruch Hashem. Wow, that's so nice. Okay, scenario number two. Bucker on the other end of the phone. I'm here. <laughs> right? Come on. Honestly, right? That's what it sounds like. You have your sister. Well, how many of you have sisters? You have mothers, right? Okay, well, most of you have mothers. Like, you know, you're, not, you're not a biological anomaly. Right? <laughs> okay, but you have sisters, right? I mean, that's how they do it, right? I had a bucker who, a cousin, gave us Kyle a present. The most important thing giving you call a present is not the present, it's the note which goes with the present. Because the present is physical. Note is you, it's your thoughts. So this Barker went to the, to the card shop and he spent a long time looking for the right card which said exactly what he, wanted, what he felt. And he wrote at the bottom, you're a chassid. That's all he wrote. His young lady looked at it and I give her tremendous credit. She says, you plan to reuse this? <laughs> you ever, have, you, have you ever seen a girl note to another girl? Like a card to another card? There's not, a space, there's not an inch of space left. The whole thing is covered with, covered with note. With the, uh, my wife gets thank you notes at the end of the year from her girls, she teaches. It push, the, 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 I mean, it's a microscopic writing, and it, the whole thing, like, they, they, they wrote, writ the whole medulla like a thick card this big. Right? It's emotion. Right? If you, she doesn't feel that you're listening to her, you're not listening to her. 
That's her definition. You have to respect her definition. Her definition is just as valuable and just as right as yours. And I'll tell you where it's Nagaya. One day you're going to grow up, you're going to have kids. Your son comes home from school, and your, your son's talk, and, and your son says, Ta, listen to me. He says, Yanko, I'm listening to you. And you repeat word for word what you just said. Does it, is a child, does he know you're listening to him unless you're really focusing on him? Does he understand the logic? He doesn't understand it. So how are you going to take care of your child? Understand his emotional needs. And so you'll learn it, learn it on, on your wife. And what about the guy in the shul next to you who's having a sensitive guy? You finally learn. You, we grow as human beings. We see there's another way of looking at the world. And it's just as valid as ours. That was what we said. It's an opportunity for seeing the world in brand new colors. One person told me after I should, should become a stand-up comedian instead of a rabbi. Um, I guess it's a fallback option. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, there are some, some like, yeshivish comedians out, out there. Out there. But it's, uh, it's hard to start over again at 60. Um, <laughs> or more than 60. Okay, scenario number two. Okay, just give you a muscle. Right. Scenario number two. So, two, 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 two cases. Case number one, husband's homesick. 24-hour bug, nothing dangerous, really sick, throwing up, can't keep anything down. He feels wretched, haggard, all, every word you can think of how bad he feels. Wife has to go to work. She, goes, she, can't, she can't miss work. You know, the boss told her last day, if you miss again, you're fired. She, family's pronounced. She's got to go to work. She feels horrible. She's leaving her husband home like this. He's in the bathroom. She leaves him. He's like in the bathroom. Oh, yeah, get right. So she feels horrible leaving him like that. She calls like three times from work. She runs home lunchtime, make sure he's okay, etc. She comes home at the end of the day. And she's an absolute emotional wreck. Why? I feel horrible leaving my husband home like that. I, 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 feel, I did, I had to do it. I, I, I feel ba so bad that I did such a thing. Scenario number two, the wife is home, 24-hour bug, nothing dangerous, feeling really wretched, and the husband goes off to work and has a good day at work. He calls his wife once or twice during the middle of the day because, of course, he cares about his wife, etc. He comes home at the end of the day and his wife asks, how, asks, how was your day at work? Translation of that question is, translation is, I know if the tables were returned, I would be in an absolute emotional wreck. How did you survive such an emotional challenge for such a day? Poor husband doesn't know that was the question. <laughs> he thinks the question was, how was your day at work? I had a very good day at work. <laughs> the wife hears, you know, he doesn't love me. Because if the tables would be turned, I couldn't say such a sentence. So, so let's, like, let's overstate it. A man can marry two wives. Okay? So, Yaakov spends time with, with Rachel. Then he goes to, to Leah and says, no, she says, no, how was it with Rachel? None of your business, how was it with Rachel? Uh, right now I'm with you and I'm focused on you. When I'm her with them, the man, we go, the man has multiple wives. One wife is called his work. One wife is called his wife. One wife is called his learning. Some people have sports, dogs. I don't know whatever they have, right? The woman has one husband. It's a different mindset. It's a different mindset. I once spoke about Shalom Bias in Cleveland for a federal holiday. Um, so the person who invited me is this, this major national uh, Askin, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And he asked me to come speak. And I spoke. And somewhere in the middle of the, convers the conversation, the, 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 the sheer, 
And he started laughing. This is this, is this Yaki Shayid. I never saw him laugh before in my life. He was laughing, so he was going to fall out of his chair. <laughs> it says, so a woman goes to the store, and she comes home with three dresses. She tries on dress number one, dress number two, dress number three. In America, you, know, you can do this. You can buy them, return the two, and keep the one that you like the best. Which one does my husband like the most? Now, the poor husband, they look all the same to him. You know, the bow is here, the bow is there. They look... So he's a smart guy. He says, my dear wife, you are so beautiful. Whatever you wear looks nice. And she says, you don't like the dresses. And he has no idea what went wrong. <laughs> it was such, such a brilliant idea. And she's upset that he doesn't like the dresses. And he had such a... Like, he said, what was the mistake? He thinks that women buy dresses because they want to be, look beautiful. What she wants to buy her dress is to make her husband happy. That's why she bought a dress, because her focus in her life is her husband. And her husband said, you know what, whatever you do is okay. So, I mean, Lahavdil, uh, I don't mean it like this, the person has the getchka sitting there, and, the, and he brings his offering to the getchka, and he says, you know, whatever you do is not important. I mean, I'm not a Balabarazara, but I imagine I would be very insulted. Like, whatever, you know. She made an offering to her husband to make him happy, and he said, it's not a, whatever you do doesn't make a difference. Of course it's painful. He doesn't understand how a woman thinks. The poor fellow was on the floor. I know what happened in his house. Right? <laughs> you know, I get imagine, like, you know, wow, that's what I've been doing right. He, he was married at least 40 years at that point in time. You know, like, just, like, you know, I got this wrong for 40 years. After a while, the women give up. And that's painful, that they give up. You know, they, they respect their husband during the day, but they realize there's certain things, emotional support they're not going to get from their husbands. Because they don't understand. My son has a, a dictionary here, it's Israel. It's a translation of women's phrases. <laughs> My wife said she was, went to, when they, had the, they last, had the last baby, so she was there. Three of them sat together and read it. And it was hilarious. Because they're all right. Like, My wife says, like, why don't we say what we want? Like, why do we drive our husbands crazy? Now, a man who would be a little says, you know, it's a good question. <laughs> but, you know, yeah, you know, but, you know, tact we all have. So my wife says, so what's the shot? I says, because men need to learn how to understand somebody else. Women get it, but they're intuitive. They get it. Men don't get it. They don't understand other people's thought processes. They don't really get other people. They're nice people. They're sweet. They're the great outsting, but they don't get somebody else's thought process. And through their wife, they learn it. And now they can do it for their kids, they can do it for their community, they can do it for the family, they can do it for everybody. But they'd start on, with the wife. And the Nebuch, the wife, has been the one who's stuck with this like, guy who doesn't get it. So that's the warning label about marriage. Now, if some of you want to be out, out at this point in time, um, it's understandable. It's a tremendous opportunity for growth. Right? But it's challenging. So are you willing to do the work? which this young man over there who got married said, I am what I am, take it or leave it, said no. But I, 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 it's the thought process of a person denying opportunity for growth, A. B, the type of atmosphere is going to affect his wife and his children, I can't imagine it. Such a thought process. The Barsha made man that he has to get married. There's a fascinating kind of that I'll end with this kind of Fascinating, you probably want to know this kind of for other reasons as well. Kenneth says, why did the Torah answer Arias? Right? Person, sister, you know, aunt, etc. Why did the Torah answer Arias? Like, you know, what's wrong with them? So again, this is the Kenneth. He's saying his own thought process. It's not Chazal, but it's a beautiful thought process. 
He says, the purpose of marriage is to force you to learn a new way of looking at the world. Your relatives who grow up basically in the same thought process as you don't force you to do that as much as marrying a foreign woman. And that's why the Torah Asad arises, that's why the Torah Asad Mishka Zohar. Mishka Zohar is the epitome of selfishness. I don't want to grow, I don't want to change, I'd rather hang out with a man. Men, I understand. Women, I don't get, so I'd rather be with a man. That's what the Chinuchas Maz with the Yisr. And that's something which is very palatable. You can explain it. You ever stuck in a situation down the road? Like, what's so, why, why is it? The, the Bible against this, because the Bible wants people to grow, and this doesn't force people to grow. Fascinating thought. But the, he said, the story of the Russian said, Lotabia Sodomavadoi, Esoizer Kenegdoi, Rashi says, Ezer Zocha, Ezer Lozocha Kenegdoi. The Russian says, it's not Toiv. The godless of, of a man is that he's a mate, he's a Toiv. The greatest Toiv is the person who can take care of his wife. That's the greatest Toiv that can exist. He can learn to understand the needs of somebody which he's with. 24, 7, 365. There's no downtime. And you're constantly learning to appreciate somebody else's thought process and be sensitive to it. And you're going to get it wrong. And you're going to learn. And you're going to grow. So uh, that's a beautiful, beautiful opportunity which is presented. And that's what you're looking for in a marriage, A, that you want to grow, B, you're looking for a person who's going to be, ha, work, is willing to do work as well, and in general, they, add, it's a, they, have, a, they have an upbeat, positive atmosphere. Attitude, that's what I want. Okay.